The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Number three, headphone. Oh, you mean my headphone. I'm not yep. worried about me. I'm worried about, like, the actual level. I was oh, the level. now it's what it doesn't it's matter. It's fine. Yeah, he told me not to touch stuff. Last time I touched stuff, I broke it. <laughs> to be fair, it was a bad cable, y'all. Okay, it was a bad mini HD. Play the damn cable. song. What, what was that, like Mon- Mongolian throat singing or something? Yeah. Version yeah, of it? It's the okay. hum. You got to do the hum. Yeah, but that was more of a growl, I'd argue. I'm familiar with the hum. That was not a hum. That was a growl. There we go. Now my thing's working. Who are you? I'm RJ. And from- I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Got to do the thing, man. Got to do the thing. Every time. Every how, time. How much trouble do you get in? When you don't do the thing. We always do the thing. Uh, no, I, I know for a fact you've missed a few. I don't know. Not enough. Not enough to remember. Or, or you messed it up. But that's Oh, okay, I always right? mess yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, 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 I yeah. probably messed it up right now. I don't even know. All right, who are you for real, though? I'm RJ from Telly Talks. Awesome. We got RJ from Telly Talks here. Ryan, today is Ryan's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week he was on, uh, last week in real time, he was on vacation. So I did a live stream. He's like, hey, man, you should do a live stream. Keep the flow going. I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. And tonight he is uh, out celebrating his birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, RJ's coming in to fill that hole. By the time you're watching this, Ryan, I really hope you enjoyed Born and Raised. That's where they went. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, dude, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Um, Got to fix my mic. Holdings, consortium Holdings joint. Yeah, so what... Who all is part of that? Let's do some food talk. Regional, <laughs> regional, geographic food talk. Are they all like regional? Yeah, no, it's all San Diego. Are they all the ands? Is it born and raised? Polite, yeah. polite, and provisions. It's not polite. It's just polite <laughs> provisions. So they do polite provisions, crafting commerce. Yeah. They do raised by wolves, which is a bar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like a speakeasy. You do yeah. like a. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's by my house. Yeah, you you by was was by, that's why I said it was by my house. Yeah, um, they do. I think they opened up the Carousel Bar. I think that's theirs. Okay. Um, they just closed down the Ramen Joint in North Park. But yeah, no. Uh, so fun fact: I met the man that owns born uh, that owns Craft and Commerce. Okay. When does this become fun? It doesn't become fun. Um. <laughs> It was just like, what am I doing with my life? Because clearly this kid was like a trust fund baby. Oh, yeah. But instead he actually took like his million dollar trust fund and then built a literal San Diegan food empire. They have like 20 restaurants or bars, 21, 20 or so restaurant and mm-hmm, bars, mm-hmm. you know, they have speakeasies. They, technically Craft and Commerce is also false idols. So right. Contest too. Yeah. Even though it's not really whatever. Yeah. But yeah. 
technically uh, raised by wolves is also raised by wolves. The store. Yes. <laughs> okay, that was dumb. Yes. Um, technically. Yeah. No. Uh, is that literally what it is though? Is like a trust fund kid who's like, I'm just yeah. going to invest in restaurants. I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to hire people to make restaurants for me. I was sitting at the oh, the soft opening for employees of Raised by Wolves. And we're, Andrea and I were sitting there. And she points over to the dude. And, like, this dude's looking just wearing shorts, converse, and, like, a tee. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, dude, he's, like, 20-something. He's young. Right. Like, he's probably not actually 20-something given how long crafting com or not craft crumbs but consortium holdings has been a thing mm-hmm. but he looked young i'm like oh this makes me never want to go to any of these places ever again yeah whatever it is what it is <laughs> hey point is though born and raised they do the the beef wellington for two they do a tomahawk mm-hmm. steak they do like all the high-end cuts of steak yeah. the very high-end cuts that you can only get at stater brothers mm-hmm. you know the true wagyu Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right, man. So is, uh, happy birthday, Ryan. Hope you're enjoying your, your night out. You and hopefully be. he doesn't have to bail you out with Patreon money or something. <laughs> He's got his wife with him. <laughs> yeah, but they Ubered for a reason. <laughs> they both wanted to get turned. Here's what it is. Oh. Um, so tell me, uh, so we're, we're talking about Teletalks. How'd that all get going? You're the Teletalks guy. What Telly talk us about Teletalks. That was bad. Anyways, no, uh, episode 200, y'all. Um, episode 200 of 60 Cycle Home is kind of what started it all. Was that the... Uh, tiger, Tiger. Tiger, Tiger. Okay. You, went to, we, you held it at Tiger, Tiger, mm-hmm. and it was out in like the patio area. Yeah, yeah. And I just went as a fan because I had recently moved from Texas to San Diego, the only one of the only podcasts I listened to at the time was doing the episode 200 live. That was us. And that was y'all. And through that, I met literally every friend that I have currently mm-hmm. from like the last three that years. That sounds really sad. It does, doesn't it? Have you oh ever considered God. getting a job? I guess like all my friends are from my job or through this. So I have a rule. Um, I don't hang out with coworkers. Outside it's of the workspace. probably a better way to go. Definitely, yeah. Definitely uh, avoids any potential problems in HR. So there's that. There's, um, I don't, also, I don't add any coworkers or any, any kind of social media until I leave that place. Dang. I have like, I have like real strict rules because. Right. Of me wanting to host podcasts like Just Surprise Me where I talk about the most obscene sexual acts you can think of. I mean, I told the, I told the CEO to, yes, I told him I did a podcast. He's like, oh, what's it called? What's it about? And I told him about it. Uh, he's never brought it up again, so I don't know if he actually listened or not. But <laughs> yeah, so no, because I met this this dude there who was in a band, mm-hmm. and he he was there with his drummer, who came on, you know. And this guy's name was uh, Mr. Brian Gower. Of oh the yeah, Jerks. Brian Gower. That's how Jerks. I met. That's how I met. The Tone Jerks was at episode 200. He's like, yeah, I'm starting a podcast. It's more about like being on the road or like, you know, like being in a band and stuff. And the literal second episode is about Kyle, my drummer, shitting himself. His Kyle's his bass player. Yes, was. Brian Rash is his drummer. Yes, was. Was. 
playing with Alpine. Actually, Brian RIP. is still his drummer. Brian is still his drummer in for uh, um, Just in Case, right? That is correct. Just Why different singer, this? and Brian's on bass and stuff yeah. guitar. Yeah, super dumb. Go listen to the Tone Jerks. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, he was like, "Yeah, I'm starting that," and then it made me think, like, you know what? Maybe I should start something. Because I always flirted with it. I have like a channel that I will tell nobody about and nobody will ever know what it is. Link to RJ's (laughs) personal YouTube. I think I've deactivated all of the videos on it. But I had flirted with like doing demos. I've Mm -hmm. flirted with doing loop videos because I was a big fan on YouTube of Andy... Orthling? Andy Offling. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like that guy like changed my life. I'm like, I need a looper pedal. Mm-hmm. Like he's the reason why I bought a looper pedal. I never thought about a looper until him. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, episode 200 changed my life. Moving out to San Diego and then going to these guys' show. Ryan, one of the other masterminds, you know, because this is way before Ryan took off. This is before Epiphone. SM. Oh yeah, no, this, this is, is uh, like episode two hundred. There was pretty much only podcasts. We'd probably been doing YouTube for maybe a year at that point, a year and a half. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe a little more. It was because uh, our first long. our first YouTube videos were pretty early on, but it was kind of like it'd be like one video a month or mm. whatever, and um, not a lot of like work was going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think even on the YouTube channel, y'all were just posting audio versions at the time. Possibly. Yeah. You weren't even yeah. committed to doing them on video yet. I kind of like, I'm kind of bummed. Um, I guess, you know, in a year ish, uh, we'll have episode 500. Probably, probably need to plan to do something. Right. Because uh, episode 200, we did a th- episode 100, we did a thing. 200, you did 200, thing? we did a thing. 300, we did like a almost like a test run of Guitar House yes. in a sense. Which I was there. Uh, 400, I actually don't think we did anything really for 400. No, because then it switched to sub count. Who cares about episodes when you got to get to 100,000? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. Th- Episode 200 was just fun. That's where I met Jimmy B. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy B was there. Jimmy B was there with his wide range humbucker humbucker, uh, Telecaster Billy Jean, which has like the thickest blue sparkle I've ever Mm -hmm. seen on any Mm -hmm. guitar ever. Like it even puts the Jagstang to shame as far as how thick. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, it took like four layers. So it was like a 12 pound guitar. It was ridiculous. Stupid, huge. So Teletalks starts as uh, the name is Teletalks because you talk about television. Yes, that's exactly television it. talks. That's right. Um, no, yeah, t- uh, Teletalks just because that's like my favorite guitar ever. Okay. It's a Tele, and originally it was really Tele based, mm-hmm. um, but now it's since branched out to other stuff. You know, um, one one thing I want to get back to is keep it simple, stupid. Right, such a good concept, but I don't want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like I really like the idea of doing it with guests for the interaction. Oh yeah, yeah. Like because like I've flirted with like oh I'm just gonna do a bunch of keep it simple stupids myself with like different pedal board configurations. Which if you guys, for those not familiar, basically it's take four pedals, 
to achieve a certain genre, essentially. It's mm-hmm. not like budget friendly. It's not like affordable. No, it's just whatever. Just four whatever pedals. four pedals they can make you. You get a guitar, four pedals, mm-hmm. and an amp. Guitar, HX stomp, HX stomp, HX stomp, HX stomp. HX stomp for the amp. And uh, Mesa Boogie triple rectifier for the amp. Mm. Four by dual, uh, full stack, eight by 12. You know, your video actually still does pretty good for like, <laughs> as far so, as. It's so dumb. It's it was so really bad. dumb. It was. Um, it, it does very well because people still, because back then, to be fair, other than the high end, like high end stuff, there wasn't a lot of affordable right. solutions, yeah. even for that time. And that wasn't that long ago. Well, I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of the affordable sort of thing, when it first came out, it was really just kind of like more enjoyo. And then I think there were just a lot of questions like what the hell's really going on here. Uh, but it certainly didn't explode to where, you know, now everyone and their mom, you know, you want to start a pedal company. Here's what you need. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Uh, you need like a phone number for a factory in China and like a $5,000 startup, something like that. Basically you have to be able to order enough units to fill a crate. Mm. I think each unit is somewhere around like five or 10 bucks. Okay. And really it's like, you probably don't really want to deal with the shipping and all that. But from what I understand, that's kind of, I don't want to say that's all there is to it. You got to do but for like those, those do the cheap re, rebadged yeah. so, OEM type. Yeah. So thing. really what you have is you have a lot of brands um, in uh, a lot of different folks in China or whatever mm-hmm. who are, you know, they just want to make a, Oh, what's a popular product on Amazon? Oh, there's these little electronic boxes. I don't, I, my guess is most of them aren't even like guitarists. They're just like people who know a little bit. They have contacts oh, yeah, in absolutely. the electronic OEM industry. Um, and so they just get these things mass produced Yeah, to the extent that like some, there have been time periods where, um, if it was a three knob distortion that every different brand of three knob distortion, whether it was like Rowan or Nux or, uh, Amazon basics or whatever, mm-hmm. all of them had like K line PCBs in the, like you open up and it's yeah. actually would say K line on, with a little, on the know, PCB or whatever other note. brand, uh, on there on the PCB. So yeah, it's, uh, quarter note that whole the that whole explosion um there's there's pros and cons we can maybe i don't know we're not gonna talk about that no point is his episode does pretty well still to this day and like it's a very outdated way of doing a cheap affordable yeah uh ampless rig it's like so outdated. Like, oh, did I was I using the Palmer? At yeah, that point? yeah, you were using the Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were using the Palmer because you did that, and then you did an episode of Telly talks about your Squire. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah, no one cares about the Squire. No, nobody does. You know, still this day, my number one keep it simple, stupid is Brian Gowers. Brian's. Well, Brian and Kyle's four 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 pedal pop punk. Yep, four pedal pop punk. Uh, Kyle's actually does amazingly well. Really. It is is one of my. It's a bass video, mind you, because he's a bass player, mm. and it is by far probably my still ranks top five every month. Yeah, in views, four years, five years later, or whatever. I mean, really, like bass players are probably ideal uh, for the keep it simple, stupid. 
idea. Uh, idea because you really are trying to keep it like people's pedal boards to the basics. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even think he had, I don't even think he had four pedals. He had like <laughs> a tuner, a sans amp. Um, that's it. That's a whole pedal. That's a whole bass rig right there. <laughs> Uh, I forget which optical compressor he has, but he has one and that's it. That that's all he had and going into his big ass Ampeg, his little six by 10 or yeah. whatever. The big one. <laughs> it's not six by 10. Is it eight by 10? Eight by, Do 10. You have an eight by 10. It was an eight by 10. Yes. There is a six by 10. The, the inner is the eight by 10 though. Completely unrelated. The six by tens. And I assume it's still the same way are far more expensive. The eight by tens. Well, it's because it's lighter, right? Or is it more? It's just because just demand, I think. Mm. But yeah, the part of the demand is the is the weight. Yeah, no, because like, okay, as a bass player, what's your go to like single speaker? Sing, like a single. Well, 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 let me rephrase: not single speaker. What's your go to cab for like a bass? Like uh, a bass amp? Most of if I just had to go like grab one. Um, if I was doing like a rock thing, mm-hmm. um, I've definitely a four by 10. See, I'm not even like that, dude. I'm like super compact two by 10. Oh, my, yeah. my, my first though, but my first real bass amp was a galleon Kruger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like the starter half stack. So it had the one by 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those. I played, I played a Schecter five string. I was in a really, really terrible grunge band called Fractured. Jeez. Um, and I played a five-string bass. And it was so funny because I was like, the guitarist didn't really know about five-string bass. And so he still insisted on me down-tuning to like a a drop C. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? I, I have this B string here. I can do it. Yeah, you can go under it. <laughs> But he insisted that I, I down to. He didn't like how the fifth string sounded. Yeah. So you said it was a the it was a bass combo with a one by was it one by fifteen by itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ran a one by fifteen, um, even one by fifteen with tweeter. The ones that I've had, I've never really liked the. Um, They're not very good sounding, in my opinion. They, they lack. They kind of lack. Uh, the ones I've used kind of lack like a mid. Yes. Um, so no it's, it's kind of weird. Um, the 410, the 410 is just like a, a lot of mids. Mm-hmm. It definitely, you know, that choice has to do with the way that I run amps, which is a lot of like for basses, not like the super low lows, mm-hmm. but more of like a mid, mid centric, low mids. Got it. Probably like in that, like more of the 60 to 80 hertz range than the 40 to 60. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, and then, you know, your fundamentals above that. Uh, so, like, you know, we've talked about it, this acoustic 150 back here that is, oh, barely in camera. It's barely in shot right there, uh, is mine. And I used to run it, uh, like, I would just turn it up. And the thing with that amp is it gets to a point, it's designed as, like, a multi-purpose, so guitar and bass, mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where as it turns up, the it's even though it's solid state, it actually starts to break up. Okay. And when it breaks up, you're just getting a ton of, like, mid, like, overdrive-y, fuzzy kind okay. of tones. So that was a lot of what I what I was doing. Fair. 
Oh, I don't know why we're talking about this. Because we're talking about base stuff. Yeah, that's related. Stuff. It's a base episode. Oh, so, okay, so you did, the, uh, you did the Keep It Simple Stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, you've done some demos on there. Yeah. You've done... Uh, telly Talks, which is literally just Obviously talking, just talking about tellies, yeah. Talking tellies. And what um, are you doing now? So now I've, take the keep it, I've taken the Keep It Simple Stupid aspect, but applied it to just having a, I guess you can say... A, even though there is a channel called this, by the way, mm-hmm. um, a musician min- minimalism channel. Just keep going. Doing what you can with what you have and not making excuses like you don't have the newest of the new. I only own a couple guitars. I own the HX Stomp because I live in an apartment and can't have anything else really. I have budget speakers and I've recorded now entire songs and run the channel by mm-hmm. editing videos on like an iPad. And for years I did it on my phone. And so basically it's more about preaching the gospel of you can make it work with what you have. Stop using it as an excuse. Just make the music. Right. Get Let the gear get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big channel, so I don't get sponsorships. So investing in a bunch of gear is also very expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I, I pivoted. Like, I can't demo all the new hotness that comes out right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the HX Stomp has been such a phenomenal product that right. I don't use pedals. Like, I have a Boss RE202 that I played for the week that I bought it mm-hmm. and has collected dust since. That's a 400 and now they're $420 brand new. They raised the price. And it's it inflation, guys. That's right. It inflated. Um, and so yeah, it's it's about making music. It's about uh getting out of your way. And um I wouldn't say budget related because like some of the stuff I have is expensive. No, yeah. I don't I don't think standard. uh I minimalism don't... doesn't have to be be budget, it just right. has to be good, you know. Uh there's a tech YouTuber that uses the common phrase that everybody else uses too, but he made it like his tagline for his YouTube, which is buy it nice or buy it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Kind no, of there's a, I bought, um, I went to, uh, for my house, I was installing some outdoor stuff and I needed to drill holes in concrete. Mm. So I went to Lowe's and I bought a Mason bit and there was like, Oh, you can buy this $30 Mason bit, bought the $8 Mason bit. And, uh, and I got through like maybe, uh, eight of the eight of the 16 holes I needed to drill and you had to go get, and, another and one. it just kind of started slowing down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I don't want to go get another one. I'm just going to order this Mason bit set off of Amazon, which had five bits of different sizes for the same $8. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. And the reviews on it were like mostly positive. Can't I uh, I got through I I was switching back and forth between the two bits, and I didn't realize until I was packing my stuff up that the the one that I got the reason I was switching back and forth is because the one from Amazon drilled the first two holes really well, and then it started slowing down and it was just getting hot and I wasn't really going anywhere, so I kind of just powered through it, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't until afterwards I looked at that drill. Uh, drill bit and realized the entire tip had broken off. So somewhere along the line, I don't know how that happened, nice. but it happened. So yeah, uh, I bought it twice and both of the things that I bought are, are trash now. Yeah. Completely trash. I mean, 
don't get me wrong. I thought, I mean, at least the first attempt, you went to Lowe's. I figured your ass would have just gone to straight to that Harbor Freight. <laughs> I don't know where there is a Harbor Freight. Uh, right next to Costco in Murrieta. That, that's the only one that I know that is closest to the you. The new Costco? No, the old Costco. The one off of Winchester. Not Winchester. The one off of, no, the one off of Inez. Overland. Inez. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking It's about. right next to the That's hat. too far away. Yeah. I'm not driving that far. No, but it's right next to uh, the hat. <laughs> Have you had the hat? No. What's so the hat? The hat is a pastrami sandwich joint, fast food oh, joint. okay. They have pastrami fries that... Interesting. They literally serve in, like, cardboard boxes because the, the, the serving is, like... When I ordered it, I didn't mm. look at the price. It was, like, a $20 fry. And I was like, jeez, son of a... I just wasted all this money, and then they gave it to me. And it's literally the size of like the roadcaster. Wow. Of just pastrami, loaded pastrami fries. I'm like, oh, I can eat this for like four days. That's why yeah. it costs $20. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, so what else do we need to know about Teletalks? We're uh, doing the synth thing, which actually it's kind of like. Uh, appropriate. Uh, it's kind of a, well, it's a, well, is it appropriate because it's Teletalks? Should be no, synth talks. It's, you know, so much so that I've gone, I've thought about giving like getting rid of the name right transitioning but birthday boy was like nah who cares yeah no he's like it's just a name you could do whatever you want on your channel yeah there's a freaking channel called trogly what's a trogly this is true supposed to be like a troglodyte because a lot of paul's are old i don't know i think it's like Um, yeah like you know because you know it's very historic based like he always goes through but you're right like the synth stuff is um popping right now so let me it's popping it's kind of like prices are all over because you can get some like pretty like it. Well, you've been doing pocket operator stuff and those things are what, like 60 to a hundred bucks a piece. Yep. Brand new. So 100. Brand new. Um, so but then on the flip side of that, like, you know, you go down the, uh, I don't know the names of them, but I've seen like the big modular guys that are like two, three, $4,000. Oh yeah. They're the equivalent of the praise and worship guitarist. But <laughs> invested into modular synthesis which are these little units that you combine because like one unit typically doesn't do sound by itself yeah it's like oh this is just a vco this is you need an oscillator for an actual sound right things like that oh i was even just thinking of like uh you know like a moog moog Moog, like a sub or whatever they just raised all their prices yeah i'm uh i want a mother 32 um i believe jason from working class has a grandmother or a matriarch Mm. That he got from them. Oh, cool. Yeah, amazing. That's like a $2,000 sale. Right. Um, no, I actually plug on my channel. There is a episode called Why Every Guitar Should Own a Synth. Mm-hmm. And all my recommendations in it are literally the cost of like a boutique pedal, if not right. cheaper. So I mentioned the Pocket Operator series mm-hmm. specifically. Then I also mentioned the Korg Volca series, which are insane for what they yeah. are. And then I also mentioned like. Which just, you just got some of those, right? I did. I got two Korg Volcas. Mm-hmm. So I had the Pocket Operator. Is that operator. a spoiler? I don't know if you've done any videos. No, I haven't done any videos on it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to. It's like literally for just the genre of music that I've been making. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll probably do some videos, but again, I'm trying to like hone in on my content and mm-hmm. not do something crazy out of the norm. Like I'm a huge fan of Dallas jams, 
which is basically having a synth set right. up with like a sequencer and going into like a zoom recorder versus like some big production that you've mm-hmm. copy and pasted mm-hmm. in Pro Tools. Right. I'm going to put a link to that video, why every guitar should own a synth. I think we have a lot of, we actually, I think, have a lot of people in the audience who uh, dabble in synth already. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think it'll be a good video for them to check out. Absolutely. All right, one uh, last thing I want to ask you, and then if you have anything else, we'll hit it. More, but yeah. um, what do you think? This is this is the controversial question. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think about what Behringer is doing in the synth market? Mm, yeah, you already know how I feel about this because I I talk I talk a lot of trash to you via messages. They're all talking no show. They've had, they have over 30, I think like 30 cents mm-hmm. in development at some point in time that they've announced right. within like the last year and none of them have come out. Really? Yeah. Cause you all, cause that for, video, I, so there's like a video. A, I don't remember sure. who it was. He covers literally like 30 different ones. He does. It's a 30 minute long video of him mm. talking about every currently announced, but not yet released right. synth product from Behringer. Yeah. I know it's one of those things where uh, being kind of being outside of the synth world. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just see the announcement. Oh, Behringer's ripping off somebody else's design again. And the guitar world blows up about it because it's a company that does guitar pedals and, and it's just pro audio in general. Yeah. Uh, But then, you know, no one has any reason to follow it. They're like, well, don't really know what happens happened with this. Don't actually care because it's about an instrument that I just, for me, I don't follow the trends. Yeah. So, so so there are some products that I thoroughly am excited for that they're announced. And there's some products that they already have that I'm like, sure. Where they got in trouble is they, 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 one of them amongst the synth community was a MIDI keyboard Mm -hmm. called the swing. And it's based off the key step by Arteria to clone for clone ripoff. Right. And, problem people have with that is it's one of like the number one selling midi keyboard so it's like mm-hmm. it's still in production okay okay it's yeah, still in that's production all, that's, that's always big been that was the controversy with um they rolled out a bunch of mooger fuger stuff but what was pointed out is mooger fuger stopped production like four years ago and if you followed up moog actually commented on on this really and they even said we're looking towards the future we don't basically they summed it up to we don't care that they knocked off pedals that we don't sell anymore right right because the thing you gotta i don't know if you know this about move but that's a uh employee-owned company i i know very little okay so i know their website is kind of trash yeah so they are a smaller company i feel like this is too low and that's why i'm like whatever okay Anyways, they're a smaller company and they're mm-hmm. all company. They're they're employee owned. Do you need a time? Yeah, it's falling down. It's fine. I got it. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Anyways, but no, that's you know, and they basically said, "Who cares that they're?" Yeah, yeah. But they also have done copies of their new stuff. Like, um, there's a thing called the Crave, mm-hmm. and it's basically an exact copy of the Mother Thirty Two by Moog. Oh, okay. Which is a six hundred dollar mono synth amp, right? Or amp synth, mono synth, uh, mono bass. Like right. so, it's it's not polyphonic, so it's one note yeah. at a time. Yeah. Anyways, they make a two hundred dollar version that is huh. amazingly good. Like if you listen to the sounds, it's identical. Right. 
the Moog arguably has something, but like it's one of those things. Close your eyes, and you really probably couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they have a bajillion. One of the things that I'm excited for is they're supposed to, be, and this has been in production for like two years. They're supposed to be doing a Lindrum copy, right? The Lindrum is like one of the most iconic drums from the eighties, right? I mean, okay. we're talking Tears for Fears, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like level. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because the working version that they got was from Tears for Fears, and that's the oh, one they backwards okay. in, in, engineered to Jeez. come up with their copy of the Lindrum. They have like a whole series on it on YouTube. You'd be shocked. Like Behringer actually has quite the YouTube synth, like really, like thing they do, like like. So much of like how like Josh Scott does like history of yeah they'll they'll do that but then they'll lead it into like and if you want these iconic sounds right. stay tuned because we got a Lindrum coming out too right meanwhile you know JHS <laughs> is like if you want these iconic sounds the prices for them on Reverb just tripled <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right cool you got anything else man I sure don't boss all right we're gonna hit some topics next time but uh, for now. We're going to do a little housekeeping. You mind if I do a little housekeeping? You go for it, baby. Housekeeping is part of the show where, for those of you who follow uh, 60 Second Home regularly, we talk about the folks who support us on Patreon. Uh, this week, joining us at the $1 level is Bryce Mensler. 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 And at the $5 level uh, are, are these people, yeah, I think you can put whatever name you, you want. You can put whatever name you so want. So this is Rifty One Rifty. Okay. Uh, at the five level and Danger Falcon. So we got some quality, uh, quality uh, um, tag names, user tag names, names, user handles here. Yeah. Uh, sequence of numbers who joined us a couple weeks ago was on the Ryan's birthday live stream. Oh, okay, for cool. a while today. So that I, that was cool. Uh, they were on there. But if you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com. Slash 60 cycle homecast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, support this show and you can send Ryan out to a restaurant on his birthday. And me, you can send me to a restaurant on my birthday too. Mm. All right, let's hit this ad. All righty. Ad time. Let's pull it up. Got my fancy dancing iPad. Which one we're pulling up first, boss? We're hitting that blue fur. Oh, I'm so excited. This was sent by Eric Watson. I need to find an email uh, for this real quick because um, I forgot to actually grab the description. Okay, because you know you did that on most of these, right? Oh, the ones that you do have are in Dutch. Oh, yeah, perfect. Uh, So this is in Pittsburgh. Uh, It's a seven-guitar stand with blue fur. Guitar stand to hold seven guitars. I covered it in blue fur because the black foam is ugly. Now, I did not want it touching any of my guitars. Feel free to ask any questions you may have. Would need to pick it up in Patterson Township slash Beaver Falls. Um, what This is $60. What are these worth? Not covered in fur. I think I paid it for a cheap one for like a three stand like on like Amazon. Super cheap for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah. So Eric says actually that this is his listing and that he also has one in purple. Ooh, purple's my favorite color. So he says, uh, he actually says, no one seems to want it. Is it not actually as awesome as I think it is? I actually kind of like this. And also what I will say about the the foam, and I think 
Mike Adams, friend of the show, mm-hmm. pushing as as he goes by. Yeah. Um, when he reviewed, and this guy, he knows more about guitar than I think either of us as far as like construction and everything yeah. else. No, for sure. Um, no, when he was doing the reviews of um, Cowers uh, oh, stands, yeah. he was talking about how like some of this foam will actually damage certain finishes if yeah. you lay on it. And yeah. I had... Up until that point, I had never known that because mm-hmm. I've had a cheap one of these for years. Yeah, so if you have uh, like a nitrocellulose lacquer uh, with certain types of other synthetics, which this foam may or may not be, yeah, um, then that, that, that will actually eat away at nitro finish. Yeah, and so... Uh, and just It'll kind of like first it gets a little melty and then it just kind of... It's gross. Yeah, so you know... That alone makes this worth it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. If it does that, especially mm-hmm. if you have higher end guitars that do have nitro finishes, yeah. all mine are poly, so I don't care. That doesn't bother me none. Yeah, but I think it looks cool. Uh, I'd buy it. Like you should, you should go into business for yourself, Eric. Yeah, maybe it's just where you live. No one wants it. Etsy dog, this is an Etsy product. If I ever saint it, if you put on Etsy, you got to charge like at least double what it would cost. Oh, one hundred percent. From uh, you know, you bought that thing new. Absolutely, but the fees and everything, like people complain about reverb, y'all. Aren't which the, Etsy? Aren't the fees the same? Are they the, the same now? They I used to not be. Were. I thought Etsy actually. Usually, it's one of those things where Etsy goes first. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it, then they go reverb. Like as far as like Etsy's right. always the right. one to raise their for some reason I thought fees. they were pretty much the same right now, but they might be now. But at the time before right. the before times, to be fair, I the, haven't the before times. the before times. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Etsy, yeah. y'all, keep Etsy the, this. Keep the dream alive, Eric. That's right. Keep and also, send me a alive. picture. Post a picture of the purple one because I want to see like what shade of purple, like like grimace purple. I'm, I definitely imagined it in Grimace Purple. Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. You got yeah. I gotta know. I gotta know. So, no, I think it's cool. Get on with your bad stuff. All right, that's all we got. Uh, this episode is brought to you by String Joy, makers of strings that bring you joy. I just made that up. You should really join their I'm marketing. A, I'm a creative genius. Well, Blake Blake Wyland's got their marketing covered. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but with with phrases like that, taglines like that, watch out, Blake. Uh, they do a bunch of sets of strings. They do custom sets. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, well, you know, I have a, I want these strings, but I always wanted a wound G or you want like a certain string in a weird size, or you just like, I want really heavy, but then I want medium. Like, I don't want like a light heavy set. I want a medium heavy set. You can build all of those things and there's not really an extra cost to it. No, it's really cool. So I never actually ordered them. However, I did talk to somebody there. It might have even been, I don't remember. I've met the owner. I've met Scott. The, Scott. Yeah, I met him like people. once at NAM. But like I hit him up because I was flirting with the idea. This is back when I had the Squire classic vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the double bound telly, like so the 60s one. So yeah. the double bound. But no, I was using like math rock tunings. Okay. So like, I don't even remember the one I was using, but it was. Like CF, some, 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 yeah. D. And I was like, what is the best gauge per for each string for a balanced mm-hmm. 
a balanced, you know, like feel across the fretboard. Cause like when you're yeah. tuning like funky like that, like, yeah, one string will weird. be all loose and the next string is like extra tight. And, and string joy got back to me like within a couple hours and like, this is what you need to order. Like if you want to very do it. cool, very cool. Absolutely. Uh, so check them out. Stringjoy.com. Use the link below. It gives us a little bit of tracking uh, on that. Uh, this episode's also brought to you by bigger pedals. They make pedals such as, the Albi and the slice of slice of pie, slice of pie. If you want a uh, a pedal Piece that looks like a realistic slice of pie, I've actually heard people say that it looks too realistic, so they've stopped using it because, like, every time they play it, it makes them hungry. I think that's Again, a silly that's, reason not you know, to play a pedal, but you know, it it is the finish on that is top notch. It's pretty awesome, uh, and it's a fuzz. It's a triangle fuzz. The Albi is a ambient modulator is amb- the official that's a, a, the official's ambient modulator it's yes. an eight mode multi-effect but here's the thing is it's got eight modes and then it's got eight secret modes it's not that secret uh and it's all pre-selected for you so all yes. you get to do is blend it do you want more wet less wet and that's it it's all chosen for you you're either gonna love it or you're not but i guarantee you out of 16 sounds you're gonna find a few that you sit there and go like, this is the perfect sound. So go check it out. BigEarPedals.com. Get on their mailing list. Uh, I don't think they've started ramping up production again yet uh, from their move, but I know they've, uh, they're getting close. Yeah. I want to talk about this some more though. Hand it here guys. Okay. If you do like synths and you're getting into synths, a lot of the cheaper synths that I mentioned in my video don't really come with effects, right? And so I was recently over here because Ryan has been so kind to let me start shooting videos here on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I demoed this pedal with the Mira by Walrus Audio, but using my pocket operator. Yeah. And so I ran the compressor into this and it basically was like, um, it got me like basically what I would add in like a DAW. So Mm -hmm. like it's perfect Mm -hmm. for DAW setups. This thing with like a bass mono synth sounds amazing. Um, it's kind of eighties in a box. And yeah. because I really like playing that genre, like that's what I'm into these days. That's the music mm-hmm. that I make. It's a, uh, it's spot on. It does everything I want it to do. So I definitely want to get one when they're back up and going. All right. And I'm that's stumped. the newest video you have, right? That is the newest video by this. Yeah, by the time this goes live, that's the newest video I have. It's me playing into those two pedals cool. using the pocket operator. All right, you got anything else new? Nope. I feel what about like you, baby? I should have had something new, but I don't know what. So that's it. it that's that's that all important. the new, man. Let's uh, hit this next ad. This ad is a James Bond guitar. Get on with your bad self. Read that copy. Uh, its title is Cronodale James Bond 007 Guitar Electrique France. This one was sent by Mark De Bruyne. The description is Jamet said, but this isn't even Dutch, actually. This I was is, making this the is joke harder. Jamet uh, said, uh, Bell Guitare Unique, Don't Unsul et Fabrique et es Exceptionalment Compose. I can read Dutch, I can't read French. Uh, la guitare a été fabrique par un luthier français et également une ode à célébrer acteur James Bond 
007. Uh, le corps et le coup sont magnifiquement et spécialement finis avec des dessins et des mentions de James Bond. How many times are they going to say James Bond 007? Le guitar est un son plein fantastique et peut uh, utiliser pour de nombreux genres de musique. Uh, LS donc sublime. So does that mean it will do sound uh, sublime? Multiple. Oh, it'll sound sublime. I was just thinking it would mm. only do genres featuring the band Sublime. No. Uh, le guitar uh, contient two micros avec un chevalet fixe, un bouton de volume, un bouton de control, de tonalité, et un commutateur à three positions. La guitar s gaucher, whatever that means. So, uh, yeah, Good this job. is what, for, what the. What's up with the shape? It's a recycling. You got to yeah. recycle this. I was uh, I was told that Cronendale is actually kind of a known uh, brand okay. of guitar. They do oh they do a lot of like weird shape things and that involve arrows. Uh, so this is like another one that's got a single arrow in it. Yeah. Um, interestingly, one of the things that was pointed out by Mark is that. In the headstock, it actually says uh, Crononodale. Um, so it's like the head, this is either like a one off or in the refinish because well, it's I spelled mean, Cronodale properly on the body. Um, I'm trying to see if there's another, if there's any other guitars in this shape. I'm only seeing the James Bond one. Yeah, and it's clearly hand painted. Like you look on the back, it's hand painted. Um, my biggest problem with this, mm-hmm. the silhouette looks like none of the bonds. Like, tell me what bond that's supposed to be. Um, tell me what bond is that supposed to be? Who's that bond? You can't because it's just shaded. It's it's a shaded. It's just like a generic. It's a generic spy. Yeah. Uh, this is the head looks like Jigsaw from uh, from the Saw movies, or kind of you kind know what of, it yeah. looks like is Flat Top from Dick Tracy. This is actually not a license uh, to play. This is not a James Bond guitar. This is a Flat Top from Dick Tracy theme <laughs> guitar. Okay, so this is a little off topic, but what's your Bond. favorite James uh, Bond like song? I, uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, of any, by the way. To, no, to I, I'm not I, just. I haven't about seen like, any of the newer ones. I'm gonna go with. Um, Die another day. I don't even say so that's the thing is like, I literally, the Madonna one. I know so few of the, the songs from the new ones that like, well, that's my, not to be fair. That's that Brosnan. It, I know it's Brosnan, <laughs> but it's still like, I'm thinking like Goldfinger mm. or, okay. or okay. like the, uh, was it, what was the, uh, Duran Duran one? That's my favorite that one. View to a kill. It's voodoo, view to a kill. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite bond song. Yeah. Um, but that's because I love Duran Duran. Well, <laughs> I love Duran Duran. The, it's funny. They, they really tried to do like the James Bond thing 
where on the back, even though the the James Bond on the back is the same mm-hmm. James Bond from the front, um, it's probably you know it's probably just a, a stencil. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they tried to do like the blood dripping. Yeah, after you fire the shot, the yeah, psh- uh, which is just goofy. I rock du- rock divided by 007. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know, man. Like, you're sending me mixed. Like, I feel like they tried to get 007 punny and failed yeah. in every way possible. Well, even the, uh, I just realized this is left-handed too. Yeah. Is um, yeah. Oh my word. I thought it was just a reverse headstock. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. You're right. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a reverse headstock too. It is left-handed. Yeah. License to play, uh, Chronodale. I don't know. This is, this is just trash. Dumb. I don't know. Like, honestly, I would not be shocked if this, can you find actual documentation that this was an actual product by them? I don't not. I mean, if I could, because it honest be to goodness, rapid. like if you look at the like if you look at the license to play, mm-hmm. if you look at the back of the guitar is clearly hand painted of some sort. Yeah, like it's almost like they took the guitar and whoever did it like added that on top. Yeah, like it's not meant to be a 007 guitar. Somebody just did that. Well, the where where the dark center of this triangle like sits in the. Uh, the body itself is also very not clean. It looks no. like it was like cut out and then inlaid or something. And even some of the yeah. th- some of the cut work looks almost like it was done by hand in some of the corners. This is rough. Um, I kind of like the idea that they were going to make a James Bond theme guitar. Um, but uh, yeah, I gotta agree. This is this is weird. They want 149 euros. I guess the price is right. But again, this is one of those things where it's like, it's not official James Bond merch. No. So you're not going to buy this. Like the no person, collector will ever want yeah, this. The person that you are buying this for, the person this is for is somebody who is sitting at the cross section of huge James Bond fan and huge folk art fan you know huge fan of hodgepodge guitars because that's kind of what this is and what the hell is rock 007 what does it mean i don't know divided by which i don't know if it's divided by because if you look it's also at the at the heel it's k divided by rock divided by 007 oh i didn't notice the k back we don't know what this equals but it's probably like 12 The back plate's pretty clean for a K. The K's, yeah. Well, there's another one on the front. No, I did see that on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it look... Yeah, that looks clean, too. Yeah. Everything else just looks awful. Go check out the pictures if you're not uh, watching this on YouTube. I I will say that is the greatest part about being on YouTube. Because back when I first started listening, sub 100... Mm -hmm. You guys would attach a link to like a, a yeah. batch file to like want, look at all these. Yeah. And this is before like 
iPhones got halfway dis- decent right. at multitasking. So, like, I would have to stop the episode, <laughs> go look at the ads, and then come back. Yeah, old times. Yep. Good old days. Let's, like, send a, let's send a couple more ads. All right. Or a couple more sponsor spots, I should sponsor say. Sponsor spots. We only got one more ad. This next sponsor is Demonic Machines. This is the Fuzz. I think this is the $50 the $50 fuzz. fuzz. Ryan was telling me yeah. about this. These are uh, super cool. They're made here in San Diego. Really? Uh, yeah, Lucky. Uh, he builds them. He's located somewhere in San Diego. So actually... Uh, at least one or a couple of the times, I think he hand delivered pedals to Ryan. That is so cool. Um, I did not know that he was local. I, I've, yeah. Up until today, I had not heard about this company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should listen to the show more, okay? Maybe you should get good. Uh, this show's great. Everyone loves us. Everybody loves Ryan. Don't There's like one it. or two people who like me. Uh, this episode, oh, go check them out, demonicmachines.com. Yeah. Um, this episode's also brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. They make this guy the blooper. Mm-hmm. I got to choose this one. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, why did you choose the blooper? So, the I blooper. so condescending. How dare you? Well, so it was either going to be the blooper or the habit because, again, in the synth mm, world, it yeah. is very well admired for like drone sounds. Yeah. That's fair. Um, that makes sense. It's, you know, it and the habit are both like crazy synth based. Like there's, there's a following. This pedal does not have a digital brain and an analog heart. It has a digital brain and a digital heart. Indeed. Um, but you can go check it out at chaseblissaudio.com. Dot com. I think like even Andrew Wong, like did, did a, Oh, really? Did, the, did the blooper? All right, let's hit this last ad. This... Do you not sound disappointing about it? Like, disappointed? I don't think this had a description. This was just pictures. Okay. Um, so what is it? This Discuss. is a chocolate Gibson. It was sent as chocolate Gibson. Mark says, not really an ad, but I walked past the shop of a local chocolatier today and I saw that he had a chocolate guitar in his shop window. His Instagram is prominently displayed in his shop, so maybe you can find close-ups and more information about it there. I didn't look. Um, Fair enough. There's no price tag, nor list of ingredients, allergy information, or a calorie count. So eat, 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 or buy, buy, buy. I feel like this just looks gross. It does. Um, it's okay. Not to talk smack, but because I was with somebody who was very heavy in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. I, my, my gram is like filled with this stuff. Okay. People making chocolate guitars. Well, no, not, not just chocolate work. Just, just right. wor- like, you know, just, just, you know, just chocolate work and mm-hmm. um, fondant work all okay. the time for like cakes, which if you guys have ever had fondant, it's awful. Fondant is like disgusting. It makes your cake look amazing because it's so malleable. Right. But it's absolute trash and it tastes awful. And I would argue the same goes for the chocolate because when you're making stuff this big, you don't want to use your good chocolate. Right. Like you just need a chocolate that is good enough to, to be quality enough to be able to form it. So it doesn't give you issues. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't see that looks better though. Like what they're taking a picture of, like this is like it's been out for a week. That's like when it's being carved. Yeah, I think that. So I kind of am getting the impression it says when chocolate and rock and roll come together, an iconic guitar 100% made out of chocolate. Come and take a look at it in our shop. I get the impression that this is not actually like for sale, but it's more something that they put up in the window to get people to be like, yeah. oh, that's weird. And then you look inside. And in the picture that you will be in the see. link, uh, you'll see like the one of the guys down there like actually mm-hmm. uh, working. And then you're like, "Damn, I want some chocolate." If you're like, if you're like, there's some dude on here that's like local that posts mm-hmm. to the gram and he's like gone viral many times. He does some crazy chocolate work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely absurd. What's your go-to? Um, so you're saying that you think this is like pretty cheap chocolate? I'm saying that. The reason why I'm saying that is like you wouldn't want to eat it. Right. This is not something you would want to eat. It definitely seems like I said, it it comes up a couple times on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it kind of seems like it's it actually says at one point it's like the, the repairs are complete, which makes me think like it fell down or like the neck is you know, the neck is clearly like just a chocolate bar it's going it's not going to like it probably broke under its own weight and so uh stay true to gibson form uh <laughs> so they so they repaired it and i guess they put it back up so yeah it's it whatever looks like that, that being said you ever find a like a hershey's kiss in like a drawer and you're like how the hell did that get there and you know it's like six years old maybe it's 10 years old so, so real quick, I can't tell that makes me think of this because I can't tell if that's just your chocolate getting air or if that's them trying to do like a uh, getting exposed air or if that's them trying to do like a finish on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they, um, they're trying to get that because other parts of it look really shiny. So it looks like it might have some kind of glaze yeah. on it. But, yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. I've seen better chocolate work, y'all. Come on, get it together. Yeah, chocolatier van, Vanden Buhade. I don't know. I'd eat it. I'd take a bite out of a tuning pig just to say that I did. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty hard. I we When I was in high school, um, they did one of those. Um, they, they did this, like, Christmas time auction. It was like a charity fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would get like companies to donate stuff to the fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, I got one of those like 20 pound Hershey bars where you, yeah, 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 where yeah. you have to either like use like a hammer and chisel yeah, or you have to like, I literally, I, I took like uh, at, at one point I tried to jigsaw it <clears throat> like, okay. To like cut through. It didn't work cause it just melted and it would stop the blade. It's stupid. It's one of the dumbest things I've probably ever bought. How much I'm a guitar you? player. I don't remember because it was part of like the giveaway. It was, oh, it was part of like the auction. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. How, how much I paid for that whole thing. But um, What's your go-to chocolate? Are we talking about like cooking for cooking or like, like candy bars? No, you're just like at the store and you're like, I want some chocolate. Fast break bar. Those are hard to find these days. I can yeah. only find them at like seven yeah. elevens. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never have them at regular stores, mm-hmm. which those aren't familiar. It's a, it's a Reese's brand product. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, delicious. What's your favorite? Um, Milky Way, classic Milky Way. Can't go wrong. Basic Good bitch. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the. You know. Uh, when what? I know Snickers has all the hype, but. So I want that Milky Way. I don't want any of those nuts in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, see, I love nuts in my mouth. I know. I know. You. Love any That's kind of That's why you nut. want that fast break. That's right. Actually, the fast break doesn't have nuts in it. It's just nougat. It's just, it's just is it, peanut butter. Isn't it just peanut butter? Yeah, yeah. peanut butter and, like, nougat. Yeah, uh, there's peanut. It's the butter of the nut. It's pe- there's nuts in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not, like, <laughs> solid nuts in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. It's not from, like bag of nuts to your mouth it's you know it's 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 right it's been through the grinder yeah exactly grinder that's right um so for the end of this we're gonna play one of your songs what's your song called did you name it yet if this was not named an hour ago i said hey what's the name of your song he's like i'll figure it out during the show no i don't have one uh actually you know what john hughes all right the song is called john hughes um, what all, since you're here, you know, you normally when people send in songs, they, uh, talk have about, story, the, right? they have a little story. They, Absolutely. you know, they talk about, Oh, I use the, this instrument or I, I played a squat. Oh, this is the, always the one I played a Squire CV Telecaster through a DS one into a, a Marshall JCM 900. Uh, the bass was, da-da-da. and then the drums is like fruity loops. <laughs> the, drum, the drums are like so often it's the drums are garage band okay so to be fair that is that is kind of what this is but okay so i'm very much into like the synth stuff now mm-hmm. i'm very much into like um synth wave as a yeah. genre okay so i listen to a lot of bands called like the midnight mm. and and stuff like that and i also listen to like a lot of goth bands that have like synth based stuff yeah uh, drum like drum machine based stuff you know like a uh, ritual howls and stuff like that anyways but i'm always been on the more popular side a lot of synthway stuff is kind of dark and like think mm-hmm. more like blade runner yeah kind of thing yeah. versus and the reason why i called it john hughes is because this is like literally the way when i played it for my friend he goes this is the intro to a John Hughes movie where he wakes up late for the last day of school mm-hmm. and this is what's playing. And then he runs into his friends while like on break after class and like talking about like, this is going to be the year that I get the girl and I'm going to ask her out to prom. Like, and so like I've actually thought about trying to find um, samples of like oh. of dialogue to dictate that story because of what right. he ma- mentioned. Right. So that's that's what this is. Let me uh get it going. Should I just tell me when I should play just it? Just hit hit play, man. All right, here we go. This is unfinished, by the way. Thank you. 
no, that's cool. That's a lot of fun. And I yeah. definitely get what you're saying. Like, I feel like that's, uh, I don't know what scene. I think that's, I feel like this is montage, like not opening montage music. Opening montage music, I feel like, like all Has the John Hughes stuff, it's got, it's got something. Yeah, it's, you know. It's, it's the power of love. It's the power of love. No, exactly. <laughs> it's the power of love. Um, you know, so uh, this is this is definitely like, it definitely feels like that uh, I'm never going to get a girlfriend. And then, yeah. you know, he finally asks out the weird girl or the new girl or whatever she is. And mm-hmm. this is the song that's playing over their, like, their first date, which is, of course, it's mini golf or it's roller skating <laughs> and mini golf. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. And the 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 working... Um, the project that I hope to release this under like officially released mm-hmm. is called strange neon. Okay. Um, and like Kyle from the tone jerks, mm-hmm. uh, I also use AI <laughs> powered for, for my, my, uh, album cover. Right. Yeah. Right. What, so what program is that? I use, so they have, you know, Dolly or yeah, Dolly is the one that Ryan's super into. I think he's in the actual, like I use the night cafe. I think it's called night cafe. Um, it's also free. You get like five credits a day. And then like, if you just check in every day, mm-hmm. it, uh, gives you more. Uh, yeah, it's called night cafe. Cool. And the reason why I found out this one is a synth YouTuber. I watched called Gabe Miller did a whole video. Like let's make some, uh, album art for my next album using mm-hmm. AI. Mm-hmm. So we're at, all right, guys, go check it out. There'll be plenty of links below. To everything you want to see. So. Hello. Yeah. Say goodbye to these people. Thank you guys for having me on. First of all, Ryan, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. And uh, thank you um, for making a boy's dream come possible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just a lonely little YouTuber. Not only did he open his arms at episode 200, to then where they, you know, spent a, uh, where, by the way, the story about that, I've told it on this before, but they charged off somebody else's tab onto my credit card (laughs) and gave it to them. And this dude was literally buying drinks for everybody. He had like a $300 tab that like like overdrew my account. Yikes. Everything. So I had like the call. That's why I didn't get burritos with you guys at the, the r- restaurant it's because when i went to go check my money i'm like negative three hundred dollars yeah anyways but anyways you know back back then you know letting everybody and then now how ryan just making a boy's dream come true of let me come on here and and use his equipment to do videos because it's hard to do videos yeah. in an apartment when you have for sure a significant other and a child mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're sharing the house, a, a two bedroom apartment, <laughs> it's hard to do videos. So Ryan has been so kind enough to let me come over and shoot videos ever since guitar house. Yeah. And yeah, I awesome. appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Happy birthday again. And uh, stay grounded folks. Stay grounded. Hit the button.